The B-2 stealth bombers took off from Whiteman Air Force Base, Missouri, around 9 a.m. It was Friday, May 7, 1999. Flying nonstop and refueling in mid-flight over the Atlantic Ocean near Britain, the aircraft were nearly invisible to Serbian air defense radar as they approached the Balkans. One of the aircraft reached the skies over the capital of Belgrade around midnight and launched five Joint Direct Attack Munitions, or GDAM, JDAM, bombs. The 2,000-pound high-explosive weapons were among the most advanced precision-guided bombs in the U.S. conventional arsenal. The JDAMs maneuvered precisely to their targets with the help of signals sent by satellites that are part of the Global Positioning System, the navigation system used by boaters and military alike. Three of the bombs slammed into a building in downtown Belgrade that U.S. and NATO targeters believed was a key Yugoslav army weapons-buying facility. In fact, the bombs rocked the embassy of the People's Republic of China. Ten days later, a top-secret report was completed by the Defense Intelligence Agency, DIA. The report was based on intelligence from the headquarters of the Ministry of State Security, China's Civilian Intelligence Service, and was sent to what remained of the Belgrade Embassy's intelligence station. Chinese embassy personnel in Belgrade were instructed to collect missile fragments from the bombed embassy building and send them back to China, probably aboard the aircraft chartered to evacuate injured embassy personnel, the report said. Three Chinese nationals were killed in the bombing, and about 27 others were injured. The DIA report went on to state, Separately, an internal Chinese ministry-level document revealed that the Secure Communications Area and the Defense Attaché Office within the Chinese Embassy received the most damage from the NATO attack. The Chinese also believed that NATO had intentionally hit the embassy as part of a larger conspiracy to drag China into the crisis. The report also indicated that a Chinese news organization relayed guidance for reporting on the situation related to the bombing. The guidance, probably sent nationwide, instructed reporters not to report that NATO's attack was accidental and to focus on the U.S. government, citizens, and investors, the report said. Reporters are forbidden from covering demonstrations targeting any NATO countries except the United States. The intelligence exposed how China's communist leaders were using the state-controlled news media to focus public anger on the United States, which China views as the world hegemon, to be stopped by less powerful states led by China. Riots by Chinese were orchestrated by government officials, and the American ambassador, James Sasser, was forced to remain holed up in the embassy while mobs of people stoned the consulate building. This was just a small visible part of a new Cold War against the United States on the part of the communist government in Beijing. A day after the bombing, an official Chinese foreign ministry spokesman issued a statement condemning the blast. This act by NATO is a gross violation of China's sovereignty and a willful trampling on the Vienna Convention on Diplomatic Relations, as well as the basic norms governing international relations. This is rarely seen in the history of diplomacy. The statement also included a not-so-subtle threat that received virtually no attention from the U.S. news media. The U.S.-led NATO must bear all responsibilities arising therefrom. The Chinese government reserves the right to take further actions on the matter. In essence, the communist government in Beijing viewed the attack as deliberate 
and tantamount to an act of war. The reference to further action was a sign that Beijing would not allow the action to go unanswered. Inside the Pentagon, military planners working on the Kosovo operations around the clock had to consider the worst possible outcome of the errant bombing. Retaliation.